You're about to be blessed by the Word of God from the Word Conference, Man in the Mirror. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the presence of your Spirit, for your grace that is manifest in this house. And I ask in the name of Jesus that by that same Spirit you grant utterance, I speak as your oracle, your word goes forth unhindered by any demonic force in simplicity, accuracy, and in power. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. God bless you all. You may be seated. All right, and um, I, mean, I mean, in ministry, there are people that ask you to come and speak that you don't say no to. No, let me let me explain what I'm saying based on existing relationship. All right, because in some houses that you go and preach, you have to just preach what is acceptable unto all, because you don't know the spirit of the house, and you can't go and start preaching, and you contradict the set man in the house saying that you are being led by the Holy Spirit. Alright? Even if the Holy Spirit is telling, is nudging you. He says the spirit of a prophet. Right. That means he's testing you. He's not leading you. Right. I'm just sharing. Some people, that's the message for them today. Alright? But there are places where you come where you are free. Alright? Okay, to, to minister God's word, and uh, this is one of the places. All right, so I want to thank your pastor for his leadership of this house. All right, uh, he's greatly loved. All right, so I have two sessions. So um, today and then tomorrow. So what I'm going to do today is that I'm going to teach on both days on the subject of faith. Now, it is, I mean, it's just is. And as I'm sharing what I'm sharing, that's why I said you can be free in the house. Just be checking the scriptures like the, uh to see whether what they are saying is so. Okay? Anyone you don't understand, just check. And you'll find out that we are correct in what you want to say. But I want to preach faith in a way that people will understand people will understand that it's a gift of God that is not something that you walk up that God has made it easy, we made it difficult and that if we go with the way in which God has ordained for it to happen, then we will, or I find out that we can break into supernatural things so I'm going to explain today about what faith is and how we receive this faith. And then tomorrow I will speak on how we release the faith. Because many things we call confessions of faith are actually confessions of hope. A faith declaration is not the same thing as an affirmation of a truth you believe. I'll explain tomorrow. Faith declarations are always prophetic utterances directed at things outside of you, compelling those things to act in a certain way. All 
Alright, so let's start. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. It tells us Ephesians 2 and verse 8. It says, alright. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Next verse. Not of works, lest any man should do what? Boast. The Bible says where it is the law of faith, boasting is exempted. So it's not of works, this faith. It says, lest any man should boast that they have produced this faith that is getting things done. Now, so it tells us, for by grace are you saved through faith. Now, so let me explain it this way. God forbid this happens. But somebody drops into a well and they hold on to something and they are shouting for help. And you see somebody you know walking past and you call the name of that person. Alright? Then that person says, I'm going to help, 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 I'm looking for. Finally the person gets a rope and throws that rope down to you and you catch the rope and it pulls you out. Who saved you? The person. What did the person use to save you? Who do you think? The person. Abi? For by grace are you saved. It's grace that saved you. What grace used to save you is faith. Faith is a product of grace. That's why it says it is a gift of God. It is not of works. Lest any man should do what? Boasts. So it tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 7. It says, 2 Corinthians 8, 7. Talks about grace. But as you abound in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in your love for us, See that you are bound in this grace also. So we're speaking about the grace of giving. But it says in this grace also. So all these other things were products of grace. In other words, in speech or utterance. So let's assume somebody goes for a business meeting. And has to make a presentation. And the person operates with utterance. And there is grace. What happens is the entire room will be quiet. Alright, even someone who is a sinner will look at and listen and say, where did this person get this knowledge and these communication skills from? That's grace that is being ministered. Alright, it says in all diligence, Paul said, I labor more than you all. He said, but it is not I, but it is grace that is doing. So if you saw the work rate of Paul, you will know that this is not human. And after he does everything, he will still be fresh. So then you know it's grace that is at work in him. Do you get what I'm saying? If somebody is under intense provocation and the person says calm and still behaves, ah, you say, man, there's grace on your life. Oh. I could not have taken that thing you took. Oh. Eh? Me. What's going on? It means grace is something that is an ability outside, all right, that human stuff. 
Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, Paul said, when they saw the grace given unto me, what was that grace? He said, he that worketh effectually in Peter to the circumcision, the same was mighty in me. Alright? To the Gentiles. So it's the might of God at work on the inside of you. I want to show that faith that gets supernatural results is that grace that imparts it into your heart. And when grace imparts it, and you start doing exploits, when grace has imparted faith, it won't look difficult to you. In fact, those things will appear as normal. It is people on the outside that will be telling you. Because when God works, there is no boasting. Because it was not produced by your own works. You just decide and listen to me. We're going to do this and this and this and this. And people are going to look and see what's going on here. I was going to. But one great. Look. And after you have accomplished it. And that grace lifts. And you look back. You yourself will wonder. How did I do this thing? That what entered into me? Because grace is imparted for things. And after the thing is accomplished. Alright, that grace, God wants to put another grace for something. So, what happens then? When you look back, ah, you say, why? You mean I just went there? And I just boldly, alright? I mean, when Paul, when, sorry, when Moses' face was shining, he didn't know. He didn't know. It was people that saw that his face was shining. What you are conscious of was not imparted. Are you following me? Yes, sir. That's why when God begins to move, pride is something you have to go and take because it doesn't naturally should make you proud. And if you are still on works, you'll be wondering how did this, how was going on here? Because you are trying to produce it and then what's going on is some people are just flowing and wonder what's going on. They received it. So faith is not a product of works. That's the faith that looks at a mountain and believes that if I tell this mountain to move, it moves. It's not a product of works. Alright, it is a product of grace. Manifested in our hearts and exercised unconsciously. The same way you lift up your hands is the same way you exercise faith for massive things. So is this faith I want to speak on? Now, second thing I want to establish is this. What we have called faith is actually hope. I'm going to tell you what I'm saying. I know what I'm saying. And what we have called faith is what is called believing. It's not faith. Now, I explain what I'm saying. Because we'll say that once you receive a remnant, you've received faith. No, sir. That's not what the scripture teaches. I haven't given an example here. Hebrews chapter 11, don't worry about it, you understand it clearly what I'm saying. Hebrews 11, 1 says, faith is the what? Substance of things hoped for. So faith, Moffat's translation says, it substantiates or causes a materialization of the things that you hope for. 
Now, so let's first define what hope is. Because hope is very spiritual. Hope is not your desire. Your desire is one thing. That's not what the scripture calls hope. Now, let me give an example here. Bible says there are three things. Faith, hope, and what? Love. And we say this, the faith works by love. But there's hope. Now, what's hope? Let me explain this way. If you desire something, let me just show you that it is not hope. And then I'll show the scriptures. So, if you desire now, let's just assume you're seated here. And you desire inside your heart that I should follow you. I should come and eat dinner in your house tonight. It's your desire. Okay? You desire it. Then tomorrow morning I come to preach after I finish with you going out and you say, Pastor, I'm disappointed. I say, why? I desire that you should come to my house. This is what we do with God. I desire that you should come to my house, but you did not come. What am I going to tell you? I'm going to tell you that. Did you tell me about your desire? Now, if you tell me about your desire and then I say to you, I am coming to your house. Your desire now has changed into an expectation based on the word that I gave you. It is on that, bas- on, on that basis you can be disappointed tomorrow morning because I created an expectation by my word. It's not a desire you had. It's now an expectation that came from me. So what did David say? And I'll show this. Psalm 119 verse 49. Remember thy word unto thy servant upon which thou hast caused me to hope. Alright? It says, remember thy word, word unto thy word, servant. So if you see me tomorrow morning, what would you say? Remember your word you gave me, upon which you caused me to hope. So your desire must be communicated to God, and then God reveals something to you in scripture. And after he has revealed it, you don't have faith for it, you have hope. Hope is an expectation. Do you get what I'm saying? When the angel came to Mary and said, you are going to give back. That was hope the angel created. Then Mary said, this is faith now. How shall these things be? So she received the rema. A rema creates hope. Now, how do you get this rema? Three ways. Number one, you communicate to God something that is happening around you, which means you bring to God what we call a situational report, which means somebody maybe there's trouble or something is going on, and you go to God in prayer and you communicate it to Him, and then He now gives you an expectation about that situation. One. Second is what I said, you take your desire. So when Jehoshaphat was faced with armies and he went to God and sought help, God spoke to Jehoshaphat and Jehoshaphat now had an expectation based on what God said. Now, he believed inside his heart that God was going to get them out. But that's not it. I'll show this. Or you have a desire, like we said, that you communicate it, and then God gives you an expectation. Or, the third one is, God has something planned for your life 
that you know nothing about, and in times of intense fellowship with him, he just reveals it to you. Like Mary. And said, blessed are thou, and revealed. Or, separate unto me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work to which I have called them. Listen, Hebrews chapter 6, look at what he says here. And verse 17. That's what I'm saying. First God determining to show the abundantly to the heirs of the promise. Okay, let's go to verse 15. Let me start from 15. So after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Or, or let's start from 13. Let, let me go to 13. Let me just start there. For when God made promise unto Abraham, because he could swear by no greater. Now, listen, it's talking, the word he's using now is promise. He hasn't used hope. Listen, follow it. When, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. Saying that surely in blessing shall I bless thee, and in multiplying shall I multiply thee. So after he had patiently endured, he obtained the word promise. His promise is using. See how he's going to switch it to hope. For men indeed swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all dispute. Thus God determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of the word promise. The immutability of his counsel confirmed it by an oath. That, listen to this, by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold on the word hope. That means the promise created the hope. Now let me tell you how strong this is. Because we'll get, we'll see next, it's an anchor to your soul. What he's telling us is that God could swear by no greater. Now it's from the, it was what he did with Abraham and Abraham understood what God was saying. It wasn't that God was telling him that you see, two meters, I needed a second thing to back it to make it strong. What God already had said was his word. We couldn't change. God did not swear because of himself. He swore because of Abraham. So, it's like somebody comes and says to you, I am going to do this thing. But what you are used to is people make promises and they don't keep their promises. So, when God says, God's word, God's word, God's word. You see, people take it, people may not understand the nature of God's word. So, God says that to you that he now looked. It's just like saying, you come now and your desire is that you want me to give you 50,000. Then I tell you that in three days' time, I'll, now you need 50,000 to pay your rent. In three days' time, I'll give you the 50,000. Based on that, you are to go and write a check. Do you get what I'm saying? For 50,000 and submit it for it to be cashed in three days' time. If the check bounces, do you get what I'm saying here? You are now going to be charged. So, there's a question inside your heart. That, am I sure this person? Am I sure this person? So, back then, in order to end that dispute in your heart, in order to end the strife inside your heart, when two villages come together and one says that we, we don't, it's a covenant, they are making covenant now on a promise. And one says, look, we'll supply food, our land is good, you cover us with your military strength. 
and will constantly supply food. Your land is bad, but you guys can fight. We can fight. We'll give you food. You cover for us. So no country can invade us because you can do that. They say, okay. The one says that, well, if we submit, give you food for the next five years, and then on the sixth year, nobody comes. It's the seventh year they come and fight, and then if people do not show up, you have just eaten free food for six years. How are we sure that you will fight on the seventh year for us? Then they go and swear by greater. So they enter into a shrine back then and swear by a God that if we don't keep our part, we will be destroyed. Which means the price of not keeping your word is greater than keeping your word. So God, he says, when I make a promise to you, what is behind that promise is that I have looked around because I can swear by nobody, because nobody is greater than me, I have sworn by myself. That if what I promised you, not what you desired. Do you understand what I'm saying? The Bible says there shall be a performance of those things that were told her. Abraham was fully persuaded that what God had promised. Faith is not built on what I desire. It's built on what God says to me concerning the desire. I know what happens. When God gives you a hope, it's bigger than anything you can accomplish. Listen to me. God doesn't do... Look, it's like you coming to meet God. You see, when you come with your desires or your situation, God looks at it. It's like you. It's like somebody going to meet a very wealthy man and says that, Sir, um, I have this idea about this uh, business I want to do and I need you to invest. Uh, and then he says to you, so what's this idea you're talking about? He says, well, this is it. And how much do you need? Five million. This happens to God. God takes it. Then the businessman calls a partner of his and calculates. Ah, this idea will work here. Come, come, come. Remember that person that called us from United States of America, that company? What this gentleman is saying here, this lady can fit into it. So we can invest. Let's make this thing global. Let's take this idea and make it global. So Abraham went to meet God. God, I want a child. God says, we are making it global. There are many things I want to do on the earth. This is your desire. Hey, how will you fit into this? This is your desire. We can fit into what I want to do. All right, on a global level, that businessman tells him. So you know what? You are going to invest in this your business, but this thing is going to fetch, all right, $400 million instead of your $40 million naira. But you are going to own 20% of that. Do you get what I'm saying? God takes your desire and... The Bible says, he does exceedingly, abundantly, above. But if you're a 40 million naira man as dream, and they suddenly say 400 million dollars, you may lose your balance. Do you get what I'm saying here? So what you are going to say is, how shall these things... That's where you need faith. Now when faith comes, you are calm. You don't have anything on the outside, but you know. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, faith is a substance that once it enters into your heart, you cannot take any wrong step concerning that vision. Let me tell you what I'm saying. What I'm trying to tell you is that when that substance is in, it will rearrange your own steps without your permission. In other words, if the person you have to meet at the airport 
is taking a 10.30 a.m. flight and you have said, I always fly first flight, but that other person says, I, I always fly second flight and you have to meet that person, then the angel of God that once you have, that thing has entered you, will cause that first flight to be cancelled so that you can go into the second flight. And while you are complaining on the way there, the Holy Spirit will tell you, in all things give thanks. Which means don't scatter this thing we are doing. In all things give thanks. In all things give thanks. And then you grudgingly will say, Father, I thank you for it. In all things I thank you. Then you sit down on the flight, and as you sit down on the flight, the person beside you, you start a conversation, and the deal is done. Can you, can you boast? Can you come on down and say, listen to me, how did you get it? Uh, well, the six steps I took, you can't. And in leadership, we should tell the truth. We shouldn't put a veil over our faces. Because sometimes we try to show people that we had it all calculated when we did not. Do you understand what I'm saying? The issue is get the substance. Once that substance is in, leave the rest. That's why it says, labor to enter into rest. You cease from your own works. And the works of God comes through. Do you get what we're saying? Now the Bible says, let's go on there. This hope, Hebrews quickly. This hope we have as an anchor to our soul. Both sure and steadfast, which enters the present behind the veil. Now, this is where we are going. Because when you get the hope, that hope takes you. You don't try to do anything with the hope. You don't try to act on hope. Do you get what I'm saying here? When Moses was still, he had, and look, hope causes you to believe. Look. Let's go to Romans chapter 4 and verse 11. Let me just show you. Romans 4, 11. This, this thing we are calling faith is, is hope. Alright. He received a sign of circumcision. Okay, verse 12. It says... Sorry. Okay, let's go to verse 15. Verse 16. Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace so to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed. Verse 17. So he now tells us. For it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of whom he believed, even God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things that do not exist as though they did. Who contrary to hope, in hope believed. So when the revelation comes, you believe. And it is an expectation that you have in your heart that these things are going to happen in my life one day. And there are many people under the sound of my voice who believe things about your life and you expect those things to happen. But let me tell you this, if the substance is not received, you can expect for it to happen for 30 years and it won't. You can believe on the inside of you. Believing is not faith. James said that demons also believe and do what? Tremble. But oh ye vain man, won't you know that faith without works is dead? There is a difference between faith and believing. 
Now, in that believing, there is the hope. Because people have received the rema, they say, well, I got the rema and all of that. And we say, well, we believe, we believe. And you believe it on the inside of yourself. If they tell you that, listen, you, you can, you, look, there is a difference between, and this is what I get into, having the faith of God and having faith in God. When you believe, you believe that God can do it. When you have faith in you, listen. When you believe, if they ask you, can God heal somebody who has terminal cancer, terminal, uh, four stage four cancer, and it's terminal, and instead of that, can God heal the person? If someone comes and says no. Remember what I said? What are you talking about here? God can heal everybody. God is there. And my God is able. My God is able. My God is able. My God is able. Right. So they carry you to the hospital. That's the man to the bones. Do you believe that if you lay hands on the sick, they will recover? Yes! Okay, is he coming home in three days' time? Well, let, let me tell you this. I'm going to share something strong. If you have faith for the healing of somebody, once you lay hands on that person, recovery starts. Listen to what I'm saying here. Let me explain what I'm saying and I'll show it. If you look at a car, and the car costs, let's say, 15 million, I'm using it as an example, and you desire that car, but you look at your account and it has 150,000. Hmm? Now, you can be saying, I'm going to buy this car one day. I'm going to buy this car one day. I'm going to buy this car one day. But anybody who really perceives will know that you don't have the money. If they really listen to you well, you'll be saying, you know, somebody can say, Jesus. And you say, what's the problem? Because what you heard was fear, not faith. Do you get what I'm saying here? Look, don't fake it. If you are in hope, you are in hope. And when you are in hope, you say, Lord, I believe, but help my own belief. Listen. If a plane is shaking, when we say, Jesus, the blood, the blood. Listen, many of it is fear. A person that is in faith can just relax and not even say Jesus. Uh, so Pastor Kai said that. When Jesus, when they were stoned, wasn't he sleeping? The thing couldn't touch Jesus. He was sleeping. Or you think uh, if they didn't wake him up, then thing like, are you telling me like, if they didn't wake Jesus up, he would have drowned? <laughs> when they woke up, I said, it says, it says, carry us not out that we perish. Now, you can be calling on God, but you are not in faith. Uh, God, I'm telling you, God, God, didn't he say that? He said, where is your faith? Which means what they were doing. Uh, do you get what I'm saying here? Now, so you can be saying that car, one day I will get it, but that car is intimidating you, even though you are saying it. But you are intimidated by the car. But let's assume you now did a business deal and then 200 million 
entered your account. That is the substance of what you are hoping for. Your countenance will change. The, the confession you make after 200 million comes will sound different. Even when you walk into the place, do you understand what I'm saying here? It, look, it, look, ideas you will never allow will be flowing. I'm trying to show, show that there's a transaction with heaven. When you enter, the hope takes you within the veil. Inside that place, there's a transaction that causes a deposit. Once that deposit has entered into you, that's what Paul called the peace of God that passeth all understanding. It was that deposit. It is something that is real. Dr. Bill, when he said, when you bought this whole mall, he said, how did you buy it? He said, when God told me that mall is yours, he revealed it to me. He said, I did not believe, even though I knew that, that it wasn't the faith. Which means that, in fact, in fact, all right, that's when all kinds of things will be coming. But once faith enters, it's rest. See, even if other people come and say we are buying them more, and you see, faith is spiritual substance. It's not material substance. Do you get what I'm saying? So even if other people, you will know on the inside of yourself, this thing belongs to where? To us. So, first of all, I've established what hope is. And how do you get this hope? Let me just make it. It is not difficult. Listen. You get hope, the Bible says that through the Romans chapter 15, I think verse 4, it says through the comfort of the scriptures we might have what? Hope. The scriptures have been given there that you might get hope. Do you get what I'm saying here? That's what Jesus was saying. You search the scriptures for you think in them you have eternal life. They are they which testify of me. That's where you get the hope. He said, but you don't come to me to get the substance of what you have read. Let me tell you, now you understand, I want to show this. Why you see CAC movements, they will go to the mountain top and be praying. You know what they are getting? The substance. Once they have got that substance, they come down. And things begin to change. Once the substance enters you, the change starts. I said the minute the substance enters, change starts. Because then you will not understand why. You, so why do people spend long time praying and all of that about? That is the substance. Now you can share the word, which is very good, and create hope, hope, hope in people, and the hope keeps going on for years. Are you following what I'm saying? So Mark 11. So, uh, yeah, I knew there was something. So, how do you now get hope? You say, well, I need God to talk to me from the scriptures. Let's hear this. Okay? I've told, somebody asked me, it was somebody in England, I said, but pastor, let's ask me a question. It was a good question. He said, 
we can't set because we can't determine when the substance will enter into us so we cannot set we can't confidently set it may take a long time you know I told the person inside this Bible the maximum time it has taken for any substance to enter into you is 40 days max with fasting for this substance to come some requires fasting that's what Jesus was saying when they said how come we couldn't cast this out he said this substance you are looking for cometh no other way except by prayer and fasting I want you to get it so you have the complete picture of faith three days you get substance on some seven days you get substance but it's focused prayer Two things I want to share how you get this thing. Now, how do you get that hope? Because you have to start, you first have to get a revelation from scriptures. And let me tell you. To have prayed well is to have read your Bible well. Hear what I said? E.M. Bounds, the great man of prayer, said, To have prayed well is to have studied well. If you want to find anything in scripture that speaks to you about your situation, it doesn't take long. However, the labor of Christianity is prayer. Listen, every other thing you do, the labor of Christianity is prayer. You can ask worship people. If you don't pray well before a service, worship will be what? Laborious. You'll be singing, your word will get to the ceiling and come back. If you labor well in prayer and you start singing, you know. If a preacher hasn't prayed well, once he starts talking, you know, boy, in school, we used to call it you are winding. I said, the labor, that's why Paul said, I travail. Where Jesus' blood was as, sweat was as blood, was in prayer. Prayer that produces results is not Oh boy, that's not what I'm saying. Listen, if you do this one well, every other thing will be with ease. But this one, do you get what I'm saying? Let me tell you this. The pastor of the first Baptist was the largest, it was the largest Baptist church, 20,000 people. Look, and you know when, when substance is there, when you have the substance, eh? look, you see, Christianity can be exciting. If, if, you, if you live your life from, you enter the veil, then come out of the veil. Because I hope you know that inside that veil is heaven itself. It's not, you're going to heaven itself. Remember it says we have a more enduring substance in heaven. In order to get revelation, stay in the place of prayer concerning it until you hit what is called the gosha. In other words, you know, when you're praying in tongues, you know when you are struggling. You see, when you are struggling, let me tell you this. 
if you are struggling. While you are struggling, you can still be looking at something because you are struggling. You know you are struggling. Do you get what I'm saying? While you are struggling, look, Jesus himself struggled first time he went. He went, came back. Struggled again, came back. Then he hit the gusher on the third time. Do you get what I'm saying here? So, you pray about that. But once you get to that point where the Holy Spirit says, okay, come, come. We've gotten to the place where we need to push. You start pushing, pushing. Bam! Once you break through, spend time running on those tracks. Immediately you finish, open the Bible. Don't, don't finish that. Then go and do other things. Then after eight hours, come to the Bible. That influence will have wind. While that flow is on your mind, take the scriptures and open. Somebody says, where in the Bible do I go to? Go to where you understand. God will speak to you from anywhere. If you don't understand Leviticus, leave it. If you don't understand Revelation, leave it. Listen, God can open Rema from anywhere. And once he opens the Rema, you will see it in every book of the Bible. But it has to be done immediately after tongues. Because that insight is interpretation of what you just print. Do you understand what I'm saying? See, let me tell you. You see, that's why when people say faith and um, and prayer, and then people people can't understand. Look, when I was listening, and the man is correct. And when people like that talk, they know what they are saying. It was Pastor Ibiome. One time we were doing a minister's conference in Minas. So, everybody has shared. Ah, they just came and said, well, you know, they've, they've shared the theory of this thing. Let me go to practical, because there's nothing else to share. They've shared all the theory. So, let me just say the practical. He said, and I understand what he's saying. He said, one day, when they wanted to start the African missions in Winners, he said, we were in Bible school then, maybe 94, 95. He said, Bishop just came and told all of us inside the class, come, let's go and pray. He said, let's start missions. He said, they started. The prayer. He said, Bishop's trousers were soaked with sweat. Praying. He said they did it for five days. He said at the end, he said, leave this thing. This is this man's secret. He said, you see all this other one? You see, when they come out and say sweatless victory, it's after you have done... <laughs> you see, what people don't understand is that they, they think that is what they are saying, they just wake up. Look, the people that couldn't cast out the devil, huh? when they say, why couldn't cast out? James, John, and Peter knew because they had followed Jesus to the mountain. They saw Jesus in prayer change. Ah! They said, now so. Then they came down. Then those said, why couldn't we cast out? That follow this man to prayer. You will know why he can cast out and you cannot. Do you understand something? Paul said, my little children of whom I travel in Beth again. Yes, I was going to say this. When Young Cho came to America, I met this pastor of Baptist Church. And you know, when people pray, things happen. Because this man had told um, um, Larry Lee, who was a praying chap, that when you get to, he said he was going to speak for Young Cho. Ah, he said, I would like to meet Young Cho. That's one man I'd like to meet. He said, so when he entered his office, before he got there, he wanted to tell him that so-so-and-so would like to meet you. He said, young Cho just turned and said, do you know so-so-and-so in America? He said, yeah. He said, I'd like to meet that man. That's when there's connection in spirit. 
not that you want to meet and they don't want to meet you. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Not that you want to meet, they say sit outside. Do you get what I'm saying here? When the man came, he told Larry Lee, he told Young Cho, he said, all those things you are doing in South Korea, I would never have believed it if not for this young man, Larry Lee, in America. He said he planted his church where there were 8,000 people, 16,000 people come to the church. Larry Lee said, Jesus, this is what I'm getting to, paid the price so that we might pay the price. You're praying to the earth what Jesus paid. Now, because I have to let me get to issue of faith here. So, explain. So, you look at the scripture, there is hope. Now, please, when you get hope, listen to what I'm saying. When you get hope, and you're excited, calm down. Because that's what entered into the heart of Moses. Moses just went and carried the rod and started creating murder. Are you following what I'm saying? Hope is being called. Faith is being sent. Do you get what I'm saying? You know when, you know what Jesus said? He said, when I sent you, lacked you anything. Do you get what I'm saying? Okay. So how then do you get this faith here? Now, Jesus said in Mark 11, 22, when he cursed the fig tree, the disciples came to meet him and said, the fig tree that you cursed, all right, and this has withered away. Jesus answered and, and said to them, Have faith in God. See, I want to show you something. Look, go to Galatians chapter 2, verse 26. What, what did Paul say in Galatians 2, his 22, 22? He said, The life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Now, Galatians 2, 16. Galatians 2, 16. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus that we might... No, this puts the King James. This one is saying in. Put normal King James. He says, but we have faith, even we have believed in Jesus, that we might be justified by the faith of Jesus. There is faith in Jesus. There is the faith of Jesus. When you have faith in God, you are looking to God. When you have the faith of God, you are saying, silver and gold have I none. You are not praying to God, you are releasing that substance. Show me once. Where they came to meet Jesus. And he said, let us pray. Once. That they came to meet Jesus. Uh, there's the wind. He says, let us pray. Uh, they say, uh, 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 my, my, my servant is dying. Jesus said, let us pray. Show me. Uh, uh, the man has come with the withered hand. Let us agree. What did he do? What Peter and John did? Silver and gold have we none. Such as we have, give we unto you. He didn't say such as God has. He says such as we have. 
When they touched Jesus, he said, virtue and power has left me. Something was in him. When they brought handkerchiefs and they laid hands, they transferred that substance into the handkerchief. And the people that carried the handkerchief did not go and pray. They dropped it. And as they dropped it, what was inside the handkerchief hit it. See, when you get into the holiest of all, what happens is that God, let's say here, is magnetic. You have nothing. You start rubbing it this way. When you come out, you are what? Magnetic. But it wanes with time. If you don't go back, after some time, the virtue finishes. That's why this faith thing can be, it's not a mechanical thing you do. It is fellowship. And it's inside the holiest of all, it happens. It's a contact. That's why Mary said, how can these things be? She said, they told her, the Holy Ghost will come out and the power of God will overshadow thee. It's the same thing Jesus said. Tidy until you are endued with power from on high after. Which means separate yourself with the hope. Enter into the holiest of all and stay there until something happens. Listen, someone said to me, I will explain to the morning. You see, what we're calling confession is confession of hope. Explain what I'm saying. All right? I'm a new creature. It's your confession of your hope. It's what you believe. It is important because it anchors your soul. So that when you enter into the veil there, the memory and the knowledge of that is what you are using. The testimony of Jesus is what you are using. But when that substance comes, you look at a mountain. What did Jesus say? He said, that's half faith in God means, have ye not the faith of God? What did he say in Mark eleven twenty three? 23? He did not call God's name when you were releasing that faith. He said, whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast in sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that what they are saying will come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Then he now told us how to get it. He says, enter into prayer. And then told us the only thing that will hinder you from getting it. Unforgiveness. That substance will never enter into you. If you hold any animosity against anybody, no matter how small it is. Let me tell you why it takes people so long. Because there is unforgiveness. And let me tell you, the worst thing that happened to the body of Christ in Africa, particularly Nigeria, is this teaching of cursing your enemy. It is not biblical. It is not scriptural. It is nowhere in the Bible. In the book of Ezekiel, it tells us that God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. He didn't say the death of a man. In the death of the wicked. But he is willing that all should come toward repentance that they might live. Is when people don't repent, they run into trouble. So if you are on the same track with God and somebody offends you, God says that's the point of contact to get that person to repent. 
go to God in prayer and say, God, pay me back by getting this man to convert it, that he never does this thing to anybody again. That is what was saying in Isaiah 53. He said, you have taken upon yourself the iniquity of men. He said, I will divide to you the spoil of the strong. That's the key to it. I'm telling you. And I remember one time when I was school. That's it. Look, what? Listen to me. What you see? All that length of time, people are there. I show. But when they say unforgiveness, I mean, there was a woman. Charles Price was teaching. He said there was this woman. He lay, prayed, prayed for her. She didn't get healed. She went back home. One day she came back after some days, and her countenance had changed. He said he looked at her. I'm going to show this. He looked at her and said, "What happened to you?" She said, "When I got home, I was disappointed." I said, I had no faith for it. And the minister too didn't seem to have faith for it. He said, so I got on my knees and began to pray. He said, and God reminded me while I was there in prayer that in the Sunday school class, listen to what I'm saying. Don't toy with unforgiveness. Listen. Nobody has to apologize to you for you to forgive them. Do you understand what I'm saying here? If Satan wants to stop you, he will get somebody to offend you. And get you into this, I was right, that person was wrong. And while you are there, do you understand what I'm saying? And many people are sitting down waiting to see the consequence of the wrongdoing that somebody did to them. Meanwhile, that person did it to somebody else. And that somebody else has prayed to God and made intercession. That person has repented and you are still sitting waiting for the death of that person. I'm telling you what's blocking the substance from coming in. Listen, that's why Abraham and Isaac, these people, they didn't play with strife. This woman said, what happened in the class? She was teaching teenagers. It happens every day, it happens. And she said, another teacher came and then began to bring cakes and all of that for the children until the children's heart went to that woman. Said, And that developed a resentment in her. Said, while she was praying, God said, that's what's hindering the substance. She released the thing. She went back to the meeting. Charles Fry said he looked at her and said, what has changed in you? She said, lay hands on me now. Instantly she got up. Listen, I'm telling you, treat people that treat you wrong as though you have a shop, a, what they call a china shop, which means you have plates, you are selling plates and, and teacups, and a drunk person has come in. You just want to escort the drunken person out. Well, even if I say you're a bastard, just say, uh, yes, I am a bastard. Just says the going. You know, it is true. What Just escort. You won't take the person serious. Listen, somebody who has a character flaw, you can't... Do you get what I'm saying here? Are you telling me that Joseph was waiting for Potiphar's wife to apologize? It wasn't about resolving what happened between Potiphar's wife and him. It was about him getting to the throne. And there was no mention of anything about Potiphar, but he released. That's why when he got there, the brothers came. He said, I would never have gotten to this place if I didn't forgive you guys. Why do you think Paul said, if I have faith to move the mountains, I have not love. Is what? Nothing. 
That's why Jesus said, when you stand praying, do what? Forgive. Because that encounter that will bring that transference will not occur if you don't let it go. And the only place in which you can let it go completely is to enter into the place of... Look, I will not have been standing here today preaching today. It will never have happened. No matter who preached to me and no matter who laid hands on me. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's why they can lay hands... Look, listen, before you say something is a law, it must happen that way to everybody. If hands are laid on 100 people, and only one came out on top, then it takes more than laying on hands. And I remember when I was in school, I mean, there was things that happened, and the president of the fellowship called me, told me, said, look, he told me, said, look, let me tell you this. He said, from heaven. He said, outside of me. He said, look, leave all this, all this going on. He said, no matter what they do to you in this fellowship, don't leave. He said, because outside of me, you are the only person. said, I can't tell the people, you are the one I know has a call on God on their life. And God is my witness. When I was going to start the ministry, I wrote him an 11-page letter. And I told him, what I am going to do is what you should have done. I'm asking you to come back to Nigeria and do it. I will be your assistant. But this is an inheritance. Once I take it, nobody's going to know you again. I handed the 11-page letter to his wife. I said, listen, it is called the principle of firstborn. Only one person can carry that inheritance. Once I take it, it's gone. He said, you can go. In the heat of the debate, hear what I'm saying, in 1989, Marie Hall. When the politics was going on, he came from England. He told the people, he said, he said, this man told me a story. I just wanted to understand. So, you know, this thing is not just, you know, we're just uh, walking and we're saying, hey, Jesus said, it is done. Hey, Jesus said, you'll be doing it forever. And you'll be wondering why people that are not, they, they just end, they, they just come out and have a substance. He came and told them. There was argument going on in the fellowship. He said, look, 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 look. He said, this man told me a story. And because I went to Benin City and I just saw something like Bishop did. There was, there was a chap that came. If I called the name of this minister, I was known then. Uh, top minister in country. He used to use helicopters uh, to do ministry. He, uh, Bishop called and said, stand up. He said, listen to me. He was preaching. He told the man to stand up. His wife now realized what he wanted to do. Stay hitting him. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. He said, he just said, I'm going to do this. Bishop Rico was beside his wife. He asked, what does he want to do? He told him, well, I'm sitting there. Bishop was saying, stop. He said, no, no, no. Let these people understand what happened. He said, this man so came to meet me in 1974. He said, I bought my first car. It was 200 pounds. He said, I paid 50 pounds. I was there. He said, he came, collected the car from me and said, you are not fit to be driving car. Who are you? And went and said, they are paid. He said, well, the man, this man was standing now in the congregation with everybody. He now told us, don't repay evil for evil. So I came and I just told this president the story. I said, do you know this man? This happened. He said, eh. Hey. He just entered into the meeting. He said, folks, he told me a story now. He said, and let me tell you what's going to happen in Nigeria. All of us that are seated right here, he is the one going to break through in this country. 1989. Marere Hall, U318. 
we were students. He said, this man is going to break through in this country. And if anybody will know us in ministry, it's because he will put us on the platform. Beware, because he told me a story now that I think is prophetic. It was God talking to us. Let me tell you. One day I went to share. They, I'm just trying to tell you. Look, that they did not promote you to become... Listen, it's just like Joseph Agri. They didn't make me assistant warder. Listen to me. Listen to me. That's not your destiny. Do you understand that? Look over there. Someone said, a guy broke up with me. But look, my friend, there are five billion... Do you know how many billion men are in the world? Leave him alone. You know, let's, listen, let me just say this. It's not single meeting. But let me just say this in person. I was telling some ladies. Look, 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 look. Let me listen to this. When a guy wants to leave you, all this saying that, uh, I didn't know, he just left suddenly. There's nothing like suddenly. A person always uses their countenance to show you where they are going. Nobody sacks you suddenly in an office. Once your name gets into the list, the boss starts greeting you with another eye. He says, how are you? He doesn't look into your face because he knows that they're about to call your name in the next 10 days. And there's something out there. So you can see from the countenance of people. That's how God knew that Cain was about to kill Abel. He said, your countenance is what? Falling. Do you get what I'm saying here? You look at the countenance person. That's how Jacob knew that there was a problem with Abel. He says his countenance has changed. So when a man who was calling you repeatedly, now is suddenly saying, I'm in a meeting, I'm busy, I'm in a meeting. It's because he has looked at the door and he was on his way out. Now, young ladies, hold your hair like this. If you believe that that relationship is of God and you want to save it, once he stops picking, you stop calling Listen, the only way if it is of God, once he stops, and I'll give you the scripture, it's scripture. For any man that withdraws, you too withdraw. That's how can you say that, Pastor? God says, draw now unto me. Withdraw from me. Are <laughs> uh, you following what I'm saying here? You know what I'm calling it? <laughs> You are getting less and less attractive. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can But you say you're coming. But you say you're coming. But you say you're coming. If it doesn't call, don't call too. You go and cook and say, I brought the food. What food? Sit down your house. Are you from here? Listen, don't corrupt that relationship. It can be of God. But once you go into that slavery, you lose it. This is why people now, they will say they're getting married. Somebody slapping somebody. It's because some of these things inside the, you have given yourself like that. Are you from The man was sitting in his house. Ah, what calling? What's going on here? Then he too now starts having thoughts. Or that brother I saw in church talking to her is the one. He too now starts. Now he will make up his mind at that point. At that point. And it's either to marry or to go. So you are free. And that shows strength. 
Do you get what I'm saying here? Look, my friend. Love doesn't mean you are clingy. Love doesn't mean that you are crying. Look, 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 look. There is Ishmael, there is Isaac. When Abraham was going to tell Ishmael to go, he grieved him. When he was delivered from that, that's why some of you, the Ishmael came first to circumcise you for the Isaac. So that when the Isaac comes, eh, you have love that is not clingy. Do you get what I'm saying? If you cook the food, he says, I don't like you, I want you to eat out. Hey, let's go out now. There's no ah, my food. And you don't like my food. What is that? He says, oh, let's go. You are serving me wahala. Do you get what I'm saying? Criticize yourself. I'm telling you, this was causing, I'm telling you, this why a lot of domestic abuse is coming. Because once you start behaving all this slavery kind of mindset, I said, I said, coming back, hey, look, this is not faith. Uh, 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 yes, uh, but you told me, you told me, that's the end. Even if that thing is of God, you have corrupted it. Are, are you following what I'm saying? The day God was, Abraham was going to carry Isaac, he wasn't grieved. But are you telling me he didn't love Isaac? He says, take thy son whom thou love. But he took him. And there was, he was detached. Do you get what I'm saying? There is love, there is inordinate affection. What many people are calling love is inordinate affection. And listen, if there is inordinate affection, you will cap the growth of that man. Because there are some things God won't even whisper to him. Because it will scatter the house. Because if he has a meeting, he comes and he, wait, 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 where are you coming from? You know, man, come at five. Where do you come at eight? Trouble that is not there, you will insert into the room. But you are confessing. I want my husband to be the wealthiest man in Nigeria. Oh boy, wealthy men. You don't see them like that, oh. But when they don't see them, when it's time to travel, they put you in first class with the children, private jet. So choose who you shall serve. <laughs> Either to be holding on to the man and entering the economy. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Where you be sweating together. But <laughs> so let me close here. So there's a difference between what we have, the faith of man in God, and the faith of God in man. Are you following me? When you have the faith of God in man, that person speaks with boldness, that person speaks authoritatively, and tomorrow I'm going to show it here. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. I'll pick it up from here tomorrow. Romans 12, 3. It says, For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, let's go to verse 5. Then it says this. Different. So we've been many, one body, we have different members. Verse 6, and then it says, 
having gifts different according to the grace given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Faith doesn't confess, faith prophesies. Hope confesses. This is what I'm going to show tomorrow. Jesus, when he was going to Lazarus' womb, had a confession of hope. I am the resurrection and the life. That is how he anchored his soul to God in the face of death. But when he wanted to get Lazarus out, he did not say, I am the resurrection and the life. He said, Lazarus, come forth. He said, if you have faith, you shall say to this mountain. Do you get what I'm saying here? If you have faith, you will say to the storm, you will talk to it. I'm telling you that many people believe. And you believe, you know, inside you, powerful things about your future. But you haven't gone into the holiest of all for the substance. That's what I can say. And when you go in for the substance, understand this. Forgiveness is not, is a commandment. I'm telling you, I'm going to say, when I was in school, and people started treating me wrong. What did they happen one day? I went to pray. And God, and I cannot forget, God, in fact, one of the folks that I, I still, but let me leave the chat, because things are global now, people will hear you, no matter what you say. So, when I went to pray, God said, I was praying. God said, no, 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 I want you to pray specifically for these people. That is how Job's captivity was turned. I'm telling you, behind forgiveness is breakthrough. You say, well, I was right. Yeah, listen, leave that. that that's, forgiveness means that you were wronged. And they must die. So, look, who died in the ministry of Jesus for him to succeed? They said, and the Pharisees that came died the next day. That those that came to resist Jesus, he told them, to by tomorrow morning, you will not be around. Show me, show me where Jesus said it. Did anybody around Jesus come and say that they've died? That, 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 that Jesus' ministry should go forward? You know, if people oppose you, give them social distance. Uh, you understand what I'm saying? Your love with social distancing. So that the atmosphere around you is right. That's what Abraham did. Let there be no strife. Let there be social distancing. So COVID has taught you. Two feet seated. And you can be members of the same body. Because if the heart wants to be close to where the liver is, there will be pain. Do you get what I'm saying? And while you are there praying about forgiveness, God will show you some things. That listen to me, some of those things, those relationships, you are not supposed to be into it like that. And you will correct things. And he'll show you things and correct. So what happened was I went and I started praying. I prayed, prayed. I must say pray for this people. Pray for them specific. So I pray for them. I'll never forget. 
in sports center. I will never forget. I remember when I think about it today, there was a meeting we went for Imori Miho, that's female hostess, in the base of someone was having party in the fellowship, inside the fellowship, party. How many of us were there? 40 people. They said I will be the third person to share. By the time it was my turn to share, they had removed my name and came to explain to me. You know, now today, is that, can you imagine I died inside the Moremi over, for, over sharing a birthday party? Many people have allowed their lives to be stuck. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let it go. Pray for the person. Ask what will, listen to me, what will make me look like a loser and this person a winner? Which means what will make it look like this thing here, this person, God justified this person over above me. Pray that into the life of that person. Then see what God will do in your life. You will just find out that you wake up and, and something has entered into you that you don't know. When I look back at some of the things we did as a campus fellowship, I say, God, where did I get this from? We went into a convention with 250 naira. 250 naira. My vice president, when he saw what we said, I said, Bishop Poedipo is coming, Archbishop Idausa is coming, Archbishop coming. He looked at me. Inside this account, 250 naira. And I was saying, let's go. He left. He left. The next time I saw him was at the meeting. He left. He, he said he's going to Sokoto for something. He came back. He climbed up the stairs in the, if you know, you like arts theater and saw the whole place. He said, what? Where did he come from? I myself. Do you understand what I'm saying? Once grace has come and you have accomplished something, sense now comes after you have done it. We were students. Archbishop Benson, that was I told you when we went to invite him. What carried me to invite him, I don't know. Do you get what I'm saying? I was carried. Because I just went to Benin City. I didn't even know where his office was. His car was there. I, you know, when you are carried, it's grace. You are doing things that you didn't even know is faith. I just saw him. I just knew inside myself that, look, this man, do, and what had happened was, this is what happened. Bishop Rukai asked me, when I went to invite him, he said, so what do you, he said, so who, who am I preaching with? I said, Reverend Miko, he looked at me. He looked at me, he said, Reverend Miko, you, you will get Reverend Miko, you. I said, yes, sir. He said, you get Reverend, he said, you get Reverend Miko, come and call me. So when I was going there, I was ready for Archbishop. So inside my back pocket, I had my photograph of myself with Reverend Miko and Bishop Edebo and that. So when I got there, I said, sir, I tell you, look, when, when grace, look, my friend, that's why when you are in a move of God, you will know you are in a move of God. When you are trying to do something, you will know you are trying to do it. And you will go and sit down with God until another move comes. I got there to see the Archbishop, I entered into the place. Every day. As a young student, I was shaking. When I got to the office, his car was there. Do you know that he came to the office for only three hours and was going to America? And it's in those three hours I, I entered his office. And when I looked around, I just sat there and said to myself, how can I go to the shop? I said, let me see secretary. Well, at the end, when I saw him, 
I was shaking. We were about 20. He said, tell all those people that came to see me to go enter into my office. We all entered. I said, how am I going to tell this man come to University of Lagos? They just said, where is the boy from Unilag? Yeah, look. He said, where is the boy from Unilag? He came. He said, what do you want to see me about? He said, the 30th anniversary. And they did 30th anniversary. They had invited him. But the school went on. So he thought they sent me. I said, no, it's my fellowship. He said, your fellowship. He said, your fellowship. Yes, I want you to come and speak, sir. He said, when? I said, in April. Between April 9th, I can't forget, to 13th. He said, I've been booked for the next two years. He called the secretary. He said, this young man says he wants me from night to Go and check. He said, he went there. The woman opened this thing. Book. Booked. 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 Two years. Say, so what day do you say? April 9th, 13th. She just turned it. Free. April 9th, to 13th. Which means when I was setting the date that, that it was organizing it. He just turned around. So what then do you believe? He just bought back pockets. He said, Joda, Uyedeko, Emiko, give him those things. The woman said, do you want two days? I was shaking. I said, one. <laughs> he told us that, you do it as I do it. This is where I stay. This is where I do. This is where I do. We spent, it was one dollar to one dollar to one naira back then. That day, we spent 17,000 naira. That's 17,000 dollars as students. I said when we were starting the meeting, we had 259 naira. The man was so impressed. He carried me in the car from Doba Hotel, where that hotel was. He looked at me. He said, now, when we get to your, 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 your school, you want me to raise an offering? Because I can see you've spent money. I said, no, sir. You don't raise an offering from the people. He said, what did you say? It was only me and him inside the car. Nobody in this world would have known. He said, you, are you in financial? I said, you don't raise an offering, sir. We are good. He said, may God lay his mighty hands upon you and draw you into ministries. People like you were looking for. We got to the auditorium. I stood up. I said, now we're taking an offering. And every dime in this auditorium is going to the Archbishop Ben Siddhartha. He turned and looked at me. And I told the usher, go and count new notes on the outside. Where the new notes came from, I don't know. I said, when grace is there. You see, when there's no grace, the river is not there. That's when you'll be saying, it's coming. It's, do you understand what I'm saying here? Go and tarry it. Are you following what I'm saying? I handed everything to him. He looked at me. He told me, he said, any day in this world you want me to come and preach for you, just tell me. He was ready. He said, I will ordain you in ministry. Do you get what I'm saying? But you only behave like that. Because every morning we used to wake up 4 a.m. Some of you used to do it before. Now you are intellectual. You have become Pharisee. I'm sorry to say. Dissecting your prayer. Are you from saying? 
That's why if you go to mental CAC, they may not have all your talk. But they have what? Substance. Silver and gold we have none. Greek and Hebrew we have none. But such as we have, give we unto you. Stand up. And then they'll start. No, you can stand up since it's prophetic. Are you following what I'm saying yes? Let me tell you this. I say this because I'm in this house. I'm preaching like this because God told me, said, listen. He said, Abraham departed and sought for a city that whose builder and maker is God. He said, they sought for a place that was better. He said, it's now time for the body of Christ to move into a new space. And let me tell you this. I'm sharing this under normal circumstances. We won't be sharing things like this. Because this is not how they taught us at the beginning. They taught us is to be pacing the floor. I'm saying, I have it in Jesus' name. I have it in Jesus' name. That's to anchor your soul to truth. But you can be saying it all your life. And nothing will happen. So it's not just, it's time not to just get individuals into this. We have to get the whole body into this. Do you understand what I'm saying? The whole body must understand how to get this substance. And the only way to get this thing, I would say is that without follow peace with all men, that's that forgiveness and holiness. Holiness means sanctification. Separate yourself from God, without which no man shall see God. We want to open 40 churches in the next 12 months. I don't have the substance for it now. I have the hope. If I start it now, it will fail. If I start it now, there will be no funds for it. So every night I wake up at 2 a.m. Pushing. He says he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. While you are seeking, he will reward you with that substance. Do you understand what I'm saying? Once that substance enters, you do it with ease. Without that substance, you'll be arguing. You will even affect people's lives the wrong way. Because you don't have it. You will appoint the wrong people. They will go into pride. All kinds of things will happen. Just like Moses that committed murder when he didn't have the substance. The same rod he used to be beating people. Parted the Red Sea. Do you get what I'm saying? Look. Let me tell you the truth. Forget photo ops. Forget who you know, who you don't know. It is how much time you spend in the presence of God with a heart of forgiveness. Do you get what I'm saying? And praise to Him. Do you get what I'm saying? We continue tomorrow. God bless you. We're positive your life has been transformed by that powerful Word of God. Man in the Mirror. Behold, believe, become.